chapter number 5, and we're going to be in verses 10 through 17, and for time's sake, I'm, I'm just going to jump right in, uh, but uh, uh, Daniel chapter number 5, and this week, uh, this last week during chapel, I spoke to the young people out of this passage, and this is an area that I believe is so vital in a Christian's life. We see some, some attributes in somebody's life that are admirable, that are actionable, and we need to have them in our life. So let's look, uh, Daniel chapter 5, verses 10 to 17. The Bible says, Now the queen, by reason of the words of the king and his lords, came into the banquet house, and the queen spake and said, O king, live forever. Let not thy thoughts trouble thee, nor let thy countenance be changed. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of thy father, light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar, thy father, the king, I say, thy father, made master of the magicians, astrologers, Chaldeans, and soothsayers, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving of doubts were found in the same Daniel, whom the king named Belteshazzar. Now let Daniel be called and he will show the interpretation. Then was Daniel brought in before the king, and the king spake and said unto Daniel, Art thou that Daniel, which art of the children of the captivity of Judah, whom the king my father hath brought out of Jewry? I have even heard of thee that the spirit of the gods is in thee, and that light and understanding and excellent wisdom is found in thee. And now the wise men, the astrologers, have been brought in before me that they should read this writing and make known unto me the interpretation thereof, but they could not show the interpretation of the thing. And I have heard of thee that thou canst make interpretations and dissolve doubts. Now, if thou canst read the writing and make known to me the interpretation thereof, thou shalt be clothed with scarlet and have a chain of gold about thy neck, and shalt be the third ruler in the kingdom. Then Daniel answered and said before the king, Let thy gifts be to thyself, and give thy rewards to another. Yet I will read the writing unto the king, and make known to him the interpretation. Daniel was an amazing young man. Daniel was an amazing man. Daniel was an amazing man when he was young, when he was middle-aged, and when he was old. There was something about Daniel that just set him apart. And it wasn't just that he was competent, though he was. It wasn't just that he was intellectual and had knowledge because he was given to science and knowledge and understanding. This man was a man uh, that was a smart individual. He was a learner. And let me encourage all of us to be learners. We have not arrived. There's, 
there is so much more for us to learn. And, and with that, if we, if we get to a place that we just feel like we know enough, man, we're in trouble. We are, we are in trouble. So Daniel was just an amazing man. But one thing that I admire so much about Daniel was his spirit. An excellent spirit. An excellent spirit. Now Daniel's excellent spirit was not subject to his circumstances. Daniel's ex excellent spirit wasn't due to the situations that he faced in life. Because Daniel had a lot of problems. Daniel experienced a lot of trauma in his life. Yet, he had an excellent spirit. We sort of give ourselves a pass, don't we? Well, if you had happened what's happening to me, you'd have a bad spirit too. Well, I might. You're right. I might. But Daniel didn't. And what I admire about Daniel is that even through all of the trauma that he faced, physical trauma, emotional trauma, mental abuse, becoming a slave. The Bible talks about the chains and his ankles being chafed by the chains of bondage. And yet he had an excellent spirit. None of us have experienced anything like what Daniel had experienced. And so tonight, we're going to look at this excellent spirit and touch on a few other spirits that should not be evident in our lives. And I desire to, uh, that all of us would, would really have a desire to have the type of spirit that Daniel had and that we would exhibit that type of a spirit. So tonight, I'm going to speak to you on the subject, different types of spirits, different types of of spirits. Father, use us tonight. Uh, teach us. May your word challenge us. Uh, Lord, chasten us uh, if that's what's needed tonight. You know each person. You know where we're at. Uh, you know where we have been and where we should be. And I pray that you would just work now in our midst. Those that are uh, online, I pray that the Spirit of God as well would work in their lives and help all of us tonight just to grow a little closer to you, please, for Christ's sake. Amen. Our spirit and our attitude says a lot about us. Amen? But our spirit and our attitude also says a lot about Christ. Because what people see in us is a reflection of what they think about Christ. Have you ever heard somebody say, I thought they went to church? Have you ever heard something like that? I, I thought you went to church. Well, what is that attitude, that statement? It is reflecting that the expectation was higher because of who you said you were. Now, for those of you that are going to say, well, I've never said I'm nobody, 
That's a cop-out. If you're a child of God, we should act like a child of God. We are ambassadors for Christ. We are a representative of Christ in a different country. That's all that it is. And we are to conduct ourselves in a way that would be glorifying to the Lord Jesus Christ and honoring to him. And so we look at Daniel and we look at this spirit. So let's look again at verse number 11, Daniel 5. There is a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And in the days of the, just, just think about that here. The queen is saying, man, in the kingdom, there's a man that, there's a spirit of the, of the holy God is in this guy. There is something about this guy. Now, I'm guessing that as a Chaldean, she was probably lost. As a Babylonian, uh, she had not accepted Jesus Christ as her personal savior, had no understanding of, uh, of the God of, uh, of the Jews. And, and, and so I'm sure that uh, she had no idea of what it was, but she knew something was different about him. And that statement right there, I'm going to get to it here in just a second. Don't preach my message. All right. And so uh, he said, There is a man in thy kingdom in whom the spirit of the holy gods and in the days of thy father light and understanding and wisdom, like the wisdom of the gods was found in him, whom the king Nebuchadnezzar thy father, the king, I say thy father, made master of the magicians and astrologers, Chaldeans and soothsayers, for as much as an excellent spirit and knowledge and understanding Understanding and ter- interpreting of dreams and showing of hard sentences and dissolving. It is just so many attributes that are attributed to him. And there are five ad- attributes that are attributed to the spirit that he had. Because out of this excellent spirit came all of these other things. And so uh, verse number 11, it says, there is a man. There is a man. And I, and I read that, and I've got an underline in my Bible, Daniel was the man. Daniel was the man. I mean, you stop and think about all that he went through and how he responded. Man, he was the man. I wish I could say that I know I would do the same thing that he did. Uh, man, if what happened to him happened to me, I'd be looking at every way to get back at that king. I'd be looking at every way to undermine that kingdom. But Daniel, he, he had something that was just amazing. God had worked in his life. Daniel was the man. Uh, he was an amazing uh, individual. Uh, then look at verse 13. Uh, it says, art thou that Daniel? He said, are you the man? Now the king's asking. Man, I've heard about the man. Is that you? Are you that guy? Are you the one that has the testimony of all these wonderful things? From the time of my father, the king, people are talking about you. Art thou that, Daniel? You know, I wonder... What kind of testimony do we really have? Because this is, this is 
other people coming before the king and they are conveying the testimony that Daniel had. Are you really the guy that everybody is talking about? Are you really everything that everyone claims you to be? And here we see Daniel, he had that excellent spirit. So verse number 12, for as much as an excellent spirit. So the different types of spirit. First of all, I want you to see, he had a great attitude. Why? Because he, number one, had an excellent spirit. An excellent spirit. That excellent spirit is what made Daniel somebody special. It was his spirit. It was that spirit that he had, that excellent spirit. The word excellent there is extraordinary. It is beyond what is ordinary or usual. It is highly unusual. It is exceptional. It is remarkable. He had a remarkable spirit. It was highly unusual for anybody to have a spirit like Daniel had. He had an excellent spirit. Uh, So here, that excellent spirit, the word spirit there is the word animating force of a person or deity. And so here, Daniel's spirit, he said, this excellent, extraordinary spirit, this extraordinary force, emanating force, that came from Daniel. Your spirit does something. It is not just your existence. Daniel's spirit radiated light, wisdom, knowledge, understanding. All of these things, they just came out of Daniel. It was beaming out of him, if you would. Yes, it was just emanating out of Daniel. Daniel had an excellent spirit. Daniel not only had an excellent spirit, Daniel had, I've got a hasten here, he had a godly spirit. A godly spirit. He said, I have heard, verse 14, even of thee that the spirit of the gods is in thee. Verse number 11 It said, there's a man in thy kingdom in whom is the spirit of the holy gods. And so the spirit of the gods were in him. And and of course, we know that it was not the gods, it was the God. It was the spirit of God that was in him. And God just came out. Wouldn't it be great if when people saw us, they saw God? It happened for Daniel. Why couldn't it happen for us? You know why? We we give ourselves a pass. Well, you know, it's just not my personality. Who cares about our personality? Show me one place in the Bible where we get a pass because something is not nat- does not naturally come to us. That which is spiritual is not going to come natural. An excellent spirit is spiritual. It's spiritual. 
It is something that God would want all of us to have. Uh, and this, this man, Daniel, he had an excellent spirit. He had a godly spirit. Daniel's attitude towards God, Daniel's attitude towards himself, Daniel's attitude towards the circumstances of life, they were all tempered by his knowledge and his understanding and his relationship with God. And because he had those in the right place in his life, he was able to have that excellent spirit. You know, if we get us in the wrong place, our spirit's all whacked out. But if we keep God in the right place and we keep us in the right place, man, all of a sudden, we can have that excellent spirit. And so Daniel, he had that godly spirit. Uh, he knew who God was. So, so here as Daniel was looking at God, his relationship, his understanding about God and who God was, God, he is God. You say, well, pastor, that, that was just redundant. I know, but we have problems with the simple, don't we? Who's God. God is God. But sometimes we let us be God, don't we? Well, I don't want to do that. I don't like that. Well, who made us God? Boy, don't get quiet on me. I'm not, I'm not even got to the points yet. All right, so here, uh, he, God, he is God. God, he makes no mistakes. Daniel's understanding of who God is helped him in his life. Uh, God, he is God. God, he makes no mistakes. God, he loves me. God, he knows me. God, he cares about me. God, he is good. Amen. God, he is eternal. God, he is omniscient. He is all-knowing. God, he is omnipotent. He is all-powerful. God, he is omnipresent. He is ever-present. He is everywhere. This eternal God, he is in control. And Daniel understood that. And because he understood that, it helped keep things in the proper perspective in his life. Uh, because he understood that God, he is in control. Nebuchadnezzar wasn't in charge. Let me tell you, President Biden is not in charge. Governor Newsom is not in charge. So for Daniel, it was Nebuchadnezzar. He wasn't in charge. Ashpenaz, the master of the eunuchs, was not in charge. Belshazzar, Nebuchadnezzar's son, who becomes king, he was not in charge. God, Jehovah God, he was in control. And when you keep that in perspective, all of a sudden now, it doesn't matter what's going on down here because God, he's the one that is in control. He is the one that I am trusting. He is the one that I know. He is the one that I am uh, putting my faith in. And if God wanted my position to be this way, then he's God. If God wanted my situation to be this way, God is right. And I can have an excellent spirit. If God had a plan that included suffering for me, God is right. And I can have an excellent spirit. 
If God's plan included loneliness, if God's plan included financial reversals, if God's plan included broken relationships or failing health, God is right and I can have an excellent spirit. Why? Because I know who's in charge. We let the circumstances control us. And we're all flesh, aren't we? But God showed himself mightily in Daniel's life. Don't we want to see God work in our life like he did in Daniel's life? We've got to understand who God is. You see, he had this, he had this great uh, spirit. He had this excellent spirit. Uh, Zig Ziglar once said, it's your attitude, not your aptitude, that will determine your altitude. Uh, but, but with that, those, those statements, uh, they are, they are uh, we look back and we can see the biblical uh, principles that are there. You see, our attitude is so important, and I'm going to have to skip some of this. Uh, there was uh, back. Let me back up here. Uh, in uh, February, on February 20th of 1962, there was a man by the name of John Glenn, and he circled the Earth in outer space three times. And as as he was circling, and as people were watching on television and listening, they said that you could hear one of the controllers in Mission Control that was speaking to John Glenn, he said, your attitude must be changed a few degrees. Your attitude must be changed a few degrees. And people down here on earth thought he was saying, your, your altitude needed to change a few degrees. But it was the attitude, it was the position of the spacecraft versus mission control that had to be adjusted. And with that, I can still hear God saying, your attitude needs to be changed a few degrees. There have been times when I looked at my kids and said, do you need an attitude adjustment? And I was willing to give one. You know what? God looks at us and we, we need to have our attitude changed. Maybe it's just a few degrees. But maybe it's a 180. Because there are different types of spirits. And we can have a spirit that is an excellent spirit an extraordinary spirit, a remarkable spirit, or we can have a spirit that is not so. We're going to skip point number three. But what I want you to know is what he did not have. He did not have a negative spirit. A negative spirit. I think about a negative spirit, and I think about Eeyore. Stephen loves uh, Winnie the Pooh. And so Eeyore, I think about Eeyore, everything was negative. You know what? Unfortunately, sometimes as Christians, 
That's our attitude. People will walk in the doors, and if anybody has a reason to praise the Lord, the child of God has a reason to praise the Lord. Daniel had an excellent spirit. He did not have a negative spirit. The negative spirit is the glass is always half empty instead of half full. Uh, Some people are negative about uh, everything. The only time that they are positive is that they're positive that they're going to have a bad day. They're positive that everything is negative. Don't be that person. He said, well, it just sort of happened. Fix it. Fix it. He did not have a negative spirit. He did not have a critical spirit. Critical spirit. This is the spirit of a person who is just tearing things down. You know, the result, the the reason behind criticism is pride. Pride. Because we think we know. Have you ever helped somebody, taught somebody how to tie a shoe? Yeah. I knew, I know how to tie a shoe. I remember when Rachel was little, I was trying to help her tie her shoe. but she's left-handed. Everything is wrong with left-handed people. It's backwards. And I mean, we were trying to get the hands and the fingers and we just could not figure out how to get her to work through tying her shoe. The pastor's uh, son, oldest son, was left-handed. It took him about 30 seconds to teach her how to do her shoe. I mean, all of a sudden it just clicked and I'm like, why couldn't I have done that? You know, in life, we think that we know how to do things. There's more ways than our way to do something. And even if it wasn't the best way, it's not a reason to be critical. even if it was the wrong way. I'm afraid too many Christians are getting critical. And there's too much good. He said, well, pastor, don't you watch the news? I listen to the news and, man, it messes with my spirit. It really does. It messes with my spirit. I've got to keep my focus on him. All of us need to keep our focus on him. He did not have a negative spirit. He did not have a critical spirit. He did not have a bitter spirit. Well, you don't know what they did to me. I don't. But he does. Here, take your Bibles, go to Hebrews chapter 12. 
Hebrews chapter 12. I'm almost done. Don't turn me off. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 15. Notice here, the Bible says, looking, what? Diligently. So this is something that we are to be on guard of. This is something we are to be aware of. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God. Lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, and thereby many be defiled. So notice here, we're to be on the lookout. What are we, be on the, what are we to be on the lookout for? Bitterness. You start seeing that root of bitterness springing up. It comes out, doesn't it? You know what I'm talking about. It comes out in us. It comes out in other people. You can see it. Something's going on in their spirit. Something changed. Looking diligently. Bitter people are dangerous people. I'm not talking about that they're dangerous, that we need to be afraid of them for our life. I am talking about bitter people are dangerous because they will defile you. Defile. To make dirty. This is, this is something that is so important. We're talking about an excellent spirit. And there are people that have got great spirits and there are people that have got bitter spirits. And the bitter spirit will destroy. I've seen bitter spirits get a hold of somebody and one person pulled the whole family out of church. One person with that bitter spirit bleed off and defile so many other people and take them with them. We need to beware. Looking diligently. You see, bitter people are dangerous people. They're destructive to themselves. And they are destructive to those that they come in contact with. How can they defile you? Because that bitterness has already defiled them. No, oh, pastor, how does that get cleaned up? You got to go back to the blood. You got to go back to that cleansing flow. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There's no victory over bitterness other than coming to Christ and submitting ourselves to him and getting forgiveness. This bitterness, it's such a, it's a vital thing. Now this is not said to hurt anybody, but the reality is, if you're bitter, if you have a bitter spirit, you have failed of the grace of God. 
You have fallen short of the grace that was available to you. What was that grace available to you for? To help you have victory over that injustice. Over that injury. Over that hurt. Over that failure. Whether it was yours or somebody else's, it doesn't matter. Uh, If we have a bitter spirit, we have fallen short. Whatever the issue, whatever the injury, whatever the hurt, the injustice, no matter who it is, no matter what it was, Jesus is the only one that can heal that hurt. You know what? He can take that bitterness away and he can help you have an excellent spirit. But it's a choice. It's a decision. Sir, how's your attitude tonight? How's your attitude? Ma'am, how's how's your spirit? How's your attitude? If we're falling short, maybe we're not at a spot of bitterness, but we're not at excellent. Can you imagine if people walked into our church and all of us had an excellent spirit? What would that look like? What would it just, imagine Everybody, try to put on your face an excellent spirit. I mean, what would that look like? I mean, people are happy. They're joyful. They know who God is. They've experienced his blessings in their life, and they want everybody else to enjoy it. They're anticipating seeing God work. That's what we need to have. An excellent spirit. And I know we can't walk around with just the biggest cheesy grin on our face all the time. But we should have a testimony that we've got an excellent spirit. It should be normal. Smiling should be normal. It should be. He say, well, pastor, it's just not my normal countenance. Work on it. Years before, a few years before I became pastor, Brother Mutchler, he walked up to me one day and he said, he said, Brother Kerry, he said, you need to practice smiling. And I wasn't upset. He said, you need to smile more. I've got it on my prayer list. Smile. It's been on my prayer list 14, 15 years. Smile. Why? Because I want to convey that God is good to me. I want other people to see. They know I'm a Christian. They know, people know that I'm a pastor. I want them to know that I am enjoying what God has given to me. And how are they going to know that? That spirit, it should just be emanating out of us. Daniel had an excellent spirit, different types of spirits. Father, I pray that you'd help us tonight. 
Help us, Lord, truly to be a people that are at peace with you. And Lord, if we are at peace with you and we're trusting you, we know that everything that has come into our life has come through your hands. And we pray that you would help us, Lord, to trust you with that. And then, Lord, I pray that you'd help us to have an excellent spirit. Lord, if we're struggling with that negative spirit, a critical spirit, a bitter spirit, help us, Lord, to get that right. But Lord, may you be glorified in the spirits of your children, please. For Christ's sake, we pray. Amen. We're going to have a short invitation. If the instruments could play, let's stand together. We're going to have a short invitation. I know it's a Wednesday night. This thing about the spirit of of a person so important you're here tonight and you don't know Christ as your personal